This is a unique podcast exploring the criminal justice system and those involved and affected. We'll educate and expose the public as well as potential jurors to what takes place behind the scenes of those who are facing the system. Your host owns a litigation support firm called Justice Technology Professionals, and he works on criminal and civil cases offering support to defendants and counsel. What you're about to hear is an open dialogue opening the minds to the public to what takes place in reality as opposed to what you think takes place ladies and gentlemen welcome to the justice tech pros podcast here's your host dominic crea hello listeners hope everybody's enjoying the day today um I was actually a side note. I was looking into the uh, tracking on my mouth and stuff, and I noticed uh, it's not that accurate. And I was talking to a designer. They were telling me to start using an iPhone for the camera instead. So I may just buy an iPhone and hook it up strictly for the camera. I got to see because uh, I- I've seen other other individuals who use an avatar, and it syncs up with their mouth a lot more defined, and it looks clearer. And they use the iPhone, so I, I may I may look into that. But anyway, uh, today's episode, as you can tell by my background, it's a, a chat session episode. Um, I enjoyed the last one, and I got positive feedback on it, so I wanted to do one more for now until I uh, decide to cover a topic on uh, criminal justice. And also, I have a few things on hold that I can't really roll out yet on the we push back front because there's um as i explained there's certain things taking place in different facets some things are moving along within the justice system and i'm very cautious uh to follow those things uh before i put something out uh because again i don't want to interfere with any forward momentum that may be taking place but we push back it's a uh it's a it's a process that will continue and it will continue in different phases, and it will continue based on what I'm comfortable getting out to the public and when the timing's right. But by no means has anything uh, slowed down. There's just a lot of background things that go on. Uh, YouTube, again, I can't stress it enough. This is more of the entertainment side of We Push Back, the more creative side. Uh, the real work that I want to focus on is is what's important is using the tools and the database I created to help defendants that were perhaps lied upon by these lying informants. So for me, it's way deeper than just having a YouTube channel. I did the YouTube channel to spread awareness, obviously, uh, gain different viewerships, and in doing so, met a lot of great people, and also just getting exposure on that front as well. So you're kind of covering all the bases. You know, you're covering the practical side of it, the entertainment side of it. So that's what I'm trying to, uh, uh, right now I'm focusing more on the practical side. A lot of the exposure I've been doing, ads and local uh, local media and local print um, will really be more towards driving people to the actual database, to wepushback.com, not the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is uh, linked to the website, so when they go on there, they can watch some of the uh, videos. But again, that's more the... A- entertainment function Uh, a lot of people on here they think they're doing breaking news and things like that they're doing all this uh, work on YouTube come on let's put it in perspective it's YouTube you have to start in order for 
anything you do to really have legs, it has to carry over into the real life and do some kind of uh, good or whatever you, your goals are, but in a practical manner, not just sitting talking. And that's really what I do here. I'm just sitting talking about things, not really doing anything productive um, outside of connecting with listeners and exposing it. What I mean by productive, it's not to be insulting. I just mean it's not, it's not doing anything to further something or to enhance something when it's on uh, YouTube or to help somebody. It's more of just um, the entertainment side of it and the connection side of it. It allows me to make a connection with those who perhaps are following along or those who uh, align with We Pushback. So I enjoy that aspect on it. And uh, I take uh, this side of things all day by day. Uh, and what I mean by this side of things, like the podcast end and the entertainment end and, and uh, interacting with individuals on YouTube, I take that day by day. Some days I can't be bothered, and some days I want to uh, record an episode. And today was that day. Uh, I got my new my new digs on. Got new shades. These actually, uh, I sent them. I sent the designer a picture of the glasses I wear in real life. So he kind of he made that, which I thought was pretty cool. And uh, of course, I had to make a wee pushback shirt for me. So with that said. I made a post that I wanted to maybe just talk about integrity uh, a little bit and what it means to me. Because one thing I've noticed is it, it means different things, I guess, to a lot of different people, which uh, I didn't think that was the case. Uh, normally, the way I grew up and and uh, people I surround myself with were all kind of on the same page of what integrity means. But on YouTube, I noticed that's not the case. I guess there's different, everybody defines it differently uh, because they'll shout integrity, but what I see doesn't match up with my personal definition of it. Um, and for, for me, it has a lot to do with, it's very simple for me. It, it has nothing to do with people, has nothing to do with what somebody's telling you what to do. It has nothing to do with what somebody tells you what's right and wrong. It has nothing to do with that. Uh, for me, integrity comes from within. It's something that is instilled in you, a certain set of beliefs a certain set of morals and guidelines. That's the foundation of my personal integrity. So what I'm trying to uh, explain on that is you grow up a certain way, you have a certain moral compass, belief system, ethics, way you live your life. And as time goes by, you're put in positions to really see if that's what you truly believe, to really see if what you've said your whole life or things that you condemned, things you weren't, were against, when the time comes to, to practice what you preach, are you going to do that? And I'll give an example, uh, an example that I, I talk about on here often. You know, for me, I'm completely against informants and lying informants. They're just not for me. I always say my personal opinion on that is irrelevant. And it is to the public. It's irrelevant. My personal opinion on anything to the public is irrelevant. Those are my personal beliefs. So when I say I'm against informants, lying informants, for me, it's very clear cut. That means I won't engage with them on any level. I won't allow them in their chat, in my chat, or I don't have a chat. I don't do lives. I won't allow them to comment on my page, which happened a few times and I deleted them and hid them. I'll have no interaction. I'll never go on a phone call with an informant. I'll never talk to one. Um, I'll never engage with one. I'll never compliment one. I'll never have that kind of dialogue. For me, that... Again, that's internal for me. If I say I'm against informants and then I'm allowing them in my chat or I'm engaging with them, I'm talking on my phone, well, well, for me personally, that tells me I wouldn't be against informants. 
that would tell me I'd, I'd only be against certain informants, right? That's common sense, in my opinion. But on YouTube, that's not the case, I notice. I see a lot of people um, in different uh, chats and uh, different rooms uh, hosting shows where in one breath they say they don't like informants, uh, they're against it, they don't like what they do to families, but yet they're engaging with them. They're uh, allowing them to interact in their chat. And somebody made a comment, you know, that they don't take it that serious. They don't understand why I would take it so serious if my name was in the same chat as an informant. Well, actually, I take that very serious. What may sound like a nonsense elementary issue to you is very important to me because that's, that's integrity to me. That would make me a hypocrite. And I, I think that's where the disconnect is. People, people don't have that hard line. It's almost as if they'll say they don't like something. They say, oh, I'm against informants, I'm against snitches, whatever word they want to use. But in the same breath, when the time comes to practice that, they don't practice that. So that just tells me personally, well, you're really not against uh, what you're saying you're against. And again, that's how I view integrity. I didn't think, um, I didn't think it was a, uh, such a broad definition, but I guess it is. And I'm sure a lot of people disagree with me. I know a lot of people disagree with me because I see people shouting from the rooftops. They don't like informants. They don't like lying informants. They don't like what they do to their families. But if you watch them, they'll be leaving comments in their channel. They'll be interacting with them. They'll be watching shows where hosts are platforming these informants. And they'll be engaging and complimenting the host. To me, I can't relate to that. To me, that's not how I was brought up. That's not how my... Um, friends think my family thinks it's not how we operate not how we conduct ourselves if we say we're against something we prove it with our actions and i notice when you really start thinking about integrity and what you believe in it's very easy for somebody to say i don't believe in this i don't believe in that but the time's going to come when you're put in a position to show that and to demonstrate that and a lot of it has to do with even defendants who when they get um indicted and they're facing time and they're found guilty. The time comes where if they were screaming from the hilltops their whole life how they were against informants, well, the time then comes. Are you truly against it or are you going to become an informant just to avoid accountability? And that means you never stood for it in the first place. I don't care what they say, but that's the facts. If you don't stand for something in the first place, it's very easy for you to simply not follow through with your actions. And a lot of defendants... Uh, personally, I know many that were put in a position where if they would open their mouth, everything goes away. Uh, they could walk out of the jail the next day, but their integrity was too strong. Their moral compass was too strong. It would not allow them. That wasn't even an option for them. That's not even in their, in their vocabulary to be something that they were against their whole life. And yeah, it's tough to stick to your integrity. You have a lot of people uh, serving the rest of the life in jail because they have integrity, because they won't bend and they won't change who they are inside. And then you have a lot of the informants who I'm sure back in the day they were using the terms, oh, I hate rats, I hate... They were probably using all of that, right? But when the time came to prove that that's what they believe, they showed what they really believe. They showed that being an informant's not that big of a deal to them. They can live with themselves with that. It doesn't affect their integrity. And, and I think that's what a lot of people miss. See, integrity is not just something to go on the rooftop, say, oh, I got integrity, I have all this integrity. It's something that at one time in your life, you're going to have to prove that that's what you believe. And it's not easy. 
practicing integrity is not easy. I mean, even with the with the facts like with me, where you don't engage with informants or those who platform them, I'm sure for, for me it's not uncomfortable because I guess I'm just, uh, I always say it, I'm a bit of a prick, so I don't care whose feelings I hurt. But for other people, um, and when I say I don't care whose feelings I hurt, let me be very clear with that. If somebody is insulted by me practicing my integrity, shame on them. So that's the feelings I don't care about. If you take insult to me staying true to who I am, shame on you. That's not my problem. That's you problem. That's not a me problem. That's a you problem. That's how I see it. I don't put my friends and I don't put my family and people I care about in positions where they're uncomfortable or, or, I, I want, or I'm influencing to do something that's against who they are. So I would never get insulted if my, if somebody I'm friendly with is uncomfortable with something. It would never insult me because I want my friends to always be comfortable. I want them to always be okay with something. Even maybe say I'm okay with something and they're not, that's fine. I wouldn't take uh, insult to that. And I'm talking about friends and family. I couldn't care who takes insult on the YouTube. I don't expect much from anybody uh, on YouTube. I just don't expect much. I, I've seen too much to expect anything. There's, uh, I could count on one hand people that I want to build a friendship with on YouTube. So I, that doesn't even factor in. Um, and I think that's really the test for all, uh, all of us individually. There comes a time where you're faced with certain things. You could shout as loud as you want. You don't like this. You don't like that. But there's going to come a time where you're confronted with it. And you have to make a choice. Do you stand by your integrity, although it may be uncomfortable, although you, you may feel like you're hurting certain feelings and stuff? Is your integrity that important to you where you're going to stand by it and, and follow through with it and to hell with everybody who's against it? Or are you going to fold? Are you going to make adjustments to satisfy others and at the same token to really be who you are? Because for me, if I do something that, say, was against who I am as a person, it was against my beliefs, it, it makes me sick if I feel I messed up or I did something. Going back to that comment where uh, somebody said, oh, what's the big deal if, you're, if your name's next to an informant name? Yeah, that would, that would bother me. That would make me sick. I would be pissed at myself. A lot of people can't understand that. They think it's foolish. Again, they think it's elementary. They think it's childish. To me, that's me practicing my integrity, me being proud of my last name, me being proud of where I come from, uh, from my grandfather to my father, my mother. I was brought up a certain way with a certain set of beliefs, and I would feel if I did certain things, I would betray those beliefs. Uh, even if I did it un unintentionally, I'd be annoyed with myself. I'd be annoyed with myself. That's just how it goes. Everybody has different meters, and it's clear as day on here. Think about it, folks. How many times you see people say uh, different behaviors on here? Oh, and just to get into that, a lot of people were saying, oh, uh, doxing's no good, but people aren't talking about doxing. Me, I make my, my, how I feel about things, I make it very apparent through my actions. As I said, I don't agree with doxing. I think it's a terrible move. I think it's a low-character move, and I think anybody who who um, does it on the sneak, does it out in the open. It's not somebody I want to, uh, to know, not somebody I want a relationship with. And that's it. I adjust my behavior moving forward. A lot of people in different genres, they want somebody to come on and embarrass somebody and name them. That's not what I do. I'm not here to embarrass somebody. I just move on. I sever ties and move on. There's a lot of people I sever ties with. 
A lot of people I want nothing to do with. A lot of shows I haven't been in in months and months, even before all this craziness, because of things I, I don't co-sign. It's not my job to come on here and, and, and uh, embarrass somebody, force my opinion. I, I don't care. See, to me, that's, those are words. Words are nonsense to me on here. It's actions. It's actions. And my actions are going to dictate my beliefs. So if I see something going on I don't like, I want nothing to do with the person. I disengage. And I make it clear I want nothing to do with it like I'm doing right now so they know not even to talk to me, not even to reach out to me. It's not, it's not this big drawn-out event where you have to name and blame. It's YouTube, for God's sakes. We're not curing cancer. Nobody's curing cancer here. You get a lot of these shows. They think, oh, we're doing this. We're do what are you doing? What are you doing? You're making millions? You're making hundreds of thousands? I, no. For me, being successful is what I do in my real life. Putting food on the, on the table for my family. Taking care of my kids. Paying for all their colleges. If they want a car, getting them a car. That's what I focus on. Things I could do. Things I could do for my wife. Things she wants. Make sure they have a roof over their head. Make sure they know that I'm, I'm the one who will protect them if anything happens. I'm the one who gives them confidence. I raise them to be secure in themselves. That's what's important to me. That's doing something. That's what I focus on. Taking care of my family members who need me. Family members may be incarcerated, making sure I'm there for them, helping them every step of the way. Those are the things that are important to me. Coming on here and act like I'm doing anything groundbreaking, it'd be a joke and I'd actually be disappointed in myself that this is where I plateaued. YouTube is where I plateaued. I'd have to take a good look in the mirror. For me. What's important to me is, is taking care of my family, taking care of my friends, being there when they need me. Not talking about it, not making big productions about it. Just making sure I'm there when the chips are down and making sure things are done when they need to be done. Not announcing it, not looking for pats on my back about it. Just doing it. There's been a few, a few people on here that I've helped. They reached out to me for help. Don't talk about it. Don't brag about it. If I want to help, I help. If I don't, I don't. That, you know, those are all individual choices. Those are all individual choices. And I, I think a lot of people on YouTube, they put too much stock into what they're quote-unquote achieving on YouTube. Because when you think about it, YouTube is huge. And what gave me an idea of how big it really is, I started, I spoke about this on the last episode, I started messing around in different communities, just learning about um, uh, different material. And some of these communities are really out there. I mean, the things they talk about are really out there. And they never even heard of different genres that I'm involved in. They never even heard of these people. It's a whole different world. You're in your whole, whole different group within YouTube. There's got to be billions of users on YouTube, right? I mean, it's worldwide. There's got to be. So think about that. What kind of impact are you really making? You're making an impact just for the audience that you made yourself available to, a select audience. There's subscribers. I, I came across a channel that had four point something million subscribers the other day. I never heard of it. Never heard of this channel. Never heard anything about it. You would think, oh, millions of subscribers. You would know about it. No. The only big ones I really know about is like that Mr. Beast or something like that. But there's powerhouse channels that I never even heard about because it's its own little organic platform that has all these different segments, all these different compartments on it where unless you happen to stumble across it or you put in a certain search word when you look it on YouTube, you're never going to find it. 
You're never going to find it. And that's why I focused so much on the marketing when I was building my channel and spent so much money because I knew that. I knew even the money I spent, it, it was a little drop in the bucket compared to the reach I was going to gain. I brought on a firm to get my channel out there, to join Facebook groups, to promote it, to do ads, uh, ads on Google, ads on YouTube, driving people to the channel. Then after a while, you know, I was spending a few dollars. I was like, ah, that's enough. It is what it is. Uh, my focus is more, like I said, it's not to make money on here, so it doesn't make sense to keep pouring money in, into it. I just wanted to get that initial audience and, and tap into a, a specific genres initially. And then other genres picked up on my material, and I, I wind up liking certain content creators in different genres, and that's where you, where you kind of find yourself, where maybe you'll interact uh, I was on a channel the other day, and I tell you, certain genres are way more active than others. I was on a channel the other day, they were live, they got over 50,000 subscribers, there was only 40 people really active in the chat. So you get some channels where you just have active people in the chat, and if you notice, a lot of the active chats, it's not educational stuff. It's not, so, the channel I was in the other day was a psychology channel. But if you notice, the active chats are always the dramatic Always the drama, always the chaos. That's where you get a lot of active. And that's why I laugh when people are like, oh, look at the um, percentages of what we have in the chat versus how many we have subscribers. No, that has nothing to do with it. It has to do with the material, the drama. Uh, one of the channels I was in, I told you in that new um, genre I was looking in, the channel only had 1,800 1, uh, subs, but he had 300 and something people in his chat. That was just, it's a genre where everybody, it's like a community. Everybody's involved. They all know each other. Uh, a lot of people are interacting. That's what really, I believe, makes the chats active. I don't think it has anything to do with the size of the channel because I've even seen channel with millions of subscribers only have maybe about 1,500 people in the chat. And then I've seen some with 20,000 people in the chat. So it's all about the topic and the people following it and how active they are. I know a lot of my friends who follow, uh, they don't step foot in the chat. They just want to hear what I'm talking about. A lot of my family, pretty much the majority of my family, they just like to listen. That's it. So you get a lot of that as well. When you have those active chats, I believe it has a lot to do with the drama. People want to see drama. It's like Jerry Springer. He wasn't the number one show for all that time for no reason. There was a reason behind that. He was beating out shows like Oprah, uh, shows that were doing quality content. He was destroying them. Why? Because of the drama. That's where you get the activity. That's where you get a lot of the engagement. So for me, when you get people who try to measure the success of the channel based on that, they're not using the right tool to measure it as far as I'm concerned. And I don't know. I see a lot of things. You know, you have people one day they'll say, oh, I'm against... Uh, somebody going on and bashing women and bashing families, and then the next day they're friends with these people. To me, again, you're not living by what you supposedly claim you believe in. And to each their own. I just define it totally differently, and that's why um, I, I didn't know integrity could be defined so loosely. I really didn't. For me, I don't define it loosely. For me, it's very clear-cut. So I'll always uh, define it by my actions. My words don't mean much. I could come on here, say I don't like this one, I don't like that one, I'm not doing... That means nothing to me. That means nothing to me. Those are just words. I have to show, I have to show I believe what I'm saying by my actions. And if I don't, that tells me that I really don't believe it. That tells me I really don't believe it.
So I, I feel you could only navigate, you could only go through these uh, different channels. What is your comfort level? And for me, my comfort level doesn't involve engaging with a certain element. It just doesn't. If I see somebody on the internet, uh, the other big turnoff to me is all the toughness, making shows on the internet. I tell you, when I was a kid, the men I grew up with, the men in my life, there was no shows made. If something happened, something happened. There was no talking about it. The way I am, I'm not into that. If I have a problem with somebody, I reach out to them directly. And I tell you, we're more like they have a problem with me because I don't know anybody on here to have a problem with them. But a lot of people seem to want to bring me up on shows and try to make insinuations and things like that. So when, I, when, I, when that's brought to my attention, I reach out to them. Tell them something's on your mind. I'm at my office six days a week. I don't do the YouTube tough act. I don't go on YouTube and try to set up fights and all. That's nonsense to me. That's child stuff. To me, that's a show. That's all a show. That's, that's all that is, just a show. Serious people, in my experience, they're not going to make a big production out of anything. Out of anything. Because they know the repercussions of it, so they don't want the attention. They just don't. When they want the attention, they have nothing to worry about for a few reasons. A, who knows what they'll say when something happens? Who knows what kind of information they'll give up? And B, they know it's never going to happen. Just for a show, just to get the pats on the back, just to get the oohs and ahs. So I can't relate to any of that stuff. None of that makes sense. And, and I believe on, on YouTube, you see it's almost like a social experiment where you see if somebody truly believes in what they're shouting from the rooftops. You know, I heard stories of people saying they don't like informants, but uh, they'll see an informant and wave hello to them or say hello to them. Again, mind-boggling to me. Mind-boggling to me. I would never acknowledge it if that's those are my beliefs, and those are my beliefs. All of that stuff just tells me they don't believe that. And I don't care what anybody says about it. I don't care if people, oh, no, we do believe it. No, you don't, in my opinion. You really don't. You say you do because maybe it's the popular thing. I don't know. Or you think it uh, makes you sound cool. I don't. To me, it's not cool to like informants or not like informants. Just it's a different way of life. It's how you were brought up, what you believe in. So a lot of those things don't make sense. For me, you can't say you're against something, you don't believe in something, but your actions don't line up to it. To me, that means you don't believe it. And there's nothing wrong in that. I don't know why people aren't more honest with themselves. Uh, people should say, well, I, I only don't like these informants. Or if this informant's nice to me, I'll be nice to him. Well, to me, if you're an informant, that means you put somebody away. And that means you probably lied about them too, because all the ones I came across are liars. And all the ones I've seen, once you start going through the case and you start reading the cross-examination, you lied. And if you're lying to save your own butt and put somebody down, you don't deserve any kind of pleasantries from me. I don't want anything to do with you. I care about the other families affected. It ain't only about me or what may have affected me. If I believe in something, it's not just, I only believe in it if it affects me. That's not how I operate. No, if I believe in something, I believe in it across the board. If I'm against informants, I'm against informants across the board. Not because of me or how they impacted me, because I'm against what they did. They lied about somebody. When you're a lying informant, what's more dangerous than that? You're lying about people to save your own behind. You're lying about people because you don't have the 
the fortitude to stick by what you claimed your whole life. You claimed your whole life. I guarantee all of these line informants back in the day, oh, forget about how they must have talked about informants and rats and snitches and all that crap. Forget it. And then when the time came to show that that's really what they believed, well, yeah, they showed what they believed, all right. They showed what they believed, all right. You know, I was always taught, be careful of somebody who acts like they have nothing to lose because they may have an ace in their back pocket. And what that means is they'll have an out card. So you always got to be weary of somebody who acts like they have nothing to lose because they have that out card. And in the informant side, what's their out card? They're going to tell on everybody to get out. They're going to lie about everybody to get out. And for me, if I came on here and interacted or shared any pleasantries in any way with an informant, I'm failing myself. And I'm failing all the people that I claim that I care about, that I care that their loved ones were affected by these lies. And if I make friends with those who host these people and those who platform these people and I put them on their show, what's that say about me? How much do I care about these families that were impacted by these lies? Not much. I'll tell you, not much. I don't care what you say, but that would tell. I would not care about them that much if I did that. I disgrace what they're going through by putting somebody up who has these individuals on their show time after time. That's why, folks, you can't take this too seriously. There's a different element on YouTube. And I notice those who really stand by what they believe are the minor, minor individuals, the small minority. And I'm just fine with that. I like being on an island. I enjoy being on an island. Because I know I have the right people around me the smaller that island is. My whole life, I wasn't into adding uh, to my circle. And a lot of people wanted to be in my circle for different reasons. And I would never allow it. My friends would always tell me, oh, this guy's good. I'm not things I heard I'm not crazy about. And that would be that. And I heard somebody make a comment, I don't have friends, I have groupies. Well, you don't know me too well. That's all I'm going to say. Unfortunately, a lot of females are making these comments at my expense. And again, there's a prime example. I practice what I preach. I'm not going to argue with a female. I'm not going to say anything nasty. All I could say is, that's not accurate. You're misinformed. I don't have groupies. I have friends. I don't have many out of choice, but the ones I do have, <laughs> they're solid friends. I've known several of them my whole life. Others I've known for over 30 years. And uh, I'm comfortable with that. But you could say what you want. You could cast your opinion. Unfortunately, you have me handcuffed because you are a female. And unlike other people, think about it, guys. How many people have you seen on the internet? You can't talk to women like that. I don't care if a woman punches me in my face. I'm not saying nothing. Then you'll see a comment like about a woman. Oh, you pig. You <laughs> and that's what I mean. It's easy to say you believe in these things. It's easy to say, oh, I'm against somebody talking nasty against women. But then the second that lady insults you or gets nasty with you, that's the test. How are you going to respond? Are you going to ignore it? You're going to call her filthy names? Well, now you just, you just broke everything you said you're against. You just broke all the stories of chivalry and I'm a knight and I would never dishonor thy name. And then the second the lady says something insulted, well, you son of a bitch. I mean, it's like, are you kidding me? Am I the only one who sees these things? It's comical. And integrity is all about practice. It's not about preach. 
It's about practice. I could preach to the cows come home. What does it mean? And that's why people will say, oh, why don't you sing this? Why don't you talk about this one? I'm not here to gossip about people. I'm not here to voice my opinion on others, voice my opinion who I think did a, a, a rat move, as I would call certain things people do a rat move. That's not why I'm here. I don't care what people think my opinion is on certain information or certain situations. Those are my opinions. Those who know me know where I stand by my actions, not by my words. It's not my job to come out here and talk to the public and tell them, well, this one I'm against because they did this. No, I'm here for a very specific reason. The number one reason for me is to educate the public, educate future, future jurors. That's my number one goal. Second, put out information that I think the public would benefit from and would understand and make them think a little bit and say, oh, it's not how I understood it. And that's all combined with the we push back, with the lying informants. It's bringing it to their attention. So they say, ah, so what we see in the courtroom isn't accurate. These guys aren't changed. These guys aren't uh, looking to turn over a new leaf. It's about exposure on that level. It's not here to get into YouTube wars and to, to build teams and say, oh, now I'm against this one. And the other thing I'll tell you, which isn't in my character, if I was ever friendly with somebody on any level, I can never come on here and then start bashing them or allow anybody to bash them. To me, that's low character. I chose to be friends with you at one time, or not friends, that's a strong word. I chose to be cordial with you at one time, maybe share a few uh, uh, messages on Instagram, but always pleasantry, maybe a hashtag we push back and I appreciate it. Then you do something I'm totally against. I'm not going to come on here and start laying into you and saying what a bad person you are. That's for everybody to decide. I know how I feel. I want no part of you anymore. If you do something that's totally against who I am, I want no part of you no more. That's it. Not even exchanging pleasantries. That's it. So I make it clear. They know where I'm at. I know where they're at. And we move on. That's how I am. I've had, you know... A lot of people should be lucky I am the way I am because I've had a lot of those who host these lying informants, send emails. I never once bring up the conversation, look to embarrass them. Look, I don't bring that stuff up. It's not what I'm about. But yet I notice if uh, the latest thing is there was somebody who supported We Pushback and apparently they were involved in doxing and I'm 100% against that and I want nothing to do with the individual. But I notice everybody's up in arms about that. Oh, they want them, you know... Uh, talked about every day. That's not my style. I don't know who they're expecting to talk about it every day, but that's not my style. And it's also not my style to, if I was cordial with somebody and somebody was a supporter, it's not my style to then turn on them and bash them. I've had a few of those, a few of those where they would wear, the, they wanted the free shirt. And then two weeks later, they're bashing the cause, they're bashing me. What am I going to do? Come on here and say, oh, you're full of shit. No, I move on. It's not that important to me. I expect it. I expect all of that. And that's why, honestly, I think I, I, I fulfilled my giveaways because I've seen too many people claim they believe in something and they believe in we push back and, and their, their behavior just doesn't reflect it in any way. So uh, the only thing I'm working on next is I'm doing limited edition hats and there's going to be select few of people uh, that are going to get those hats. It's really going to mostly be for my family and friends because uh, <laughs> one thing that was funny, I went to go visit somebody in Canaan and... Uh, 
a few of the uh, inmates were in there, looked at me and said, hey, Dom, we push back. And <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. And then the families asked me for hats and things like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, so I'm going to be reserving those hats for, for, for select people because I, I want it to mean something to certain people. I want people to know about it and support it if you believe in it, if you truly believe in it. And honestly, I don't care if I get five supporters uh, based on that. That's fine. At least I know I have five real supporters. That's fine by me. Again, it's not about the supporters, folks. I know on YouTube, people want to say, oh, um, this supporter did that. and this That's great. Supporting's great. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not knocking it. It's wonderful. I appreciate it. But the goal of what I'm doing is not in the hands of the supporters. It's in my hands. It's in my hands reaching out to defense teams to utilize the tool I'm building, to utilize the database I'm building, and to use strategies such as, like I said, where you have to get the episodes from these lying informants. You have to get the transcripts. If you know a defendant, get those transcripts. YouTube has that tool now. You could download the transcript, send it to the defendants impacted, see if they want to rebuttal something, see if they want to clear the record about something. That's what it's about. It's not about just hashtagging. That's all great because what that does is bring it to the attention of people. That brings it in the algorithm. That brings people to the website to learn more about it. That's what that does. So it's a phenomenal mechanism and it's greatly appreciated. And I think the true supporters understand what I'm saying. I'm not minimalizing at all what you do. It's appreciated and I'm very grateful. All I'm saying is the purpose of We Push Back is on a much bigger scale and it's more strategic. Recently, I've been sending transcripts of certain YouTube podcasts to different defendants. And they're highlighting them, they're going through certain things, and there'll be responses, there'll be rebuttals. All those things will come out in time. That's when it's working as a proper tool. When I have defense teams calling me, asking my advice on different podcasts, or needing my services to transcribe, so I could then advise them on what could possibly be used that I thought was useful, and then they're the attorney. They'll tell me, Dominic, this is good, this is no good. But I try to raise all issues. I look at things from a common sense standpoint, and then the attorney will tell me what could be used in the uh, courts and how you could use it. You know, you could use these things in all different ways. They have, you know, they call them tools. You have the Rule 33 tool, which is what we used in my father's case. Then you have a habeas corpus tool. There's all different tools you could use to get back in front of the court. It all depends on your attorney. And that's where you have to rely on your attorney to get the knowledge for that. So you can know, all right, this is what I heard. This contradicts A, B, and C. How could I use it? And then your attorney will guide you and they'll give you the proper strategy. I'm not an attorney. I don't know the legalities as far as how the mechanism could be used. I'm a support team for the attorneys. We get everything. We kind of prop it up. We tee it up for them. And then they decide how they want to use it. And that's what's powerful for me. I've always had a great hand on common sense, on analyzing things on details, on technology. So I use all of my skill sets to help that, to help that process. Met with an attorney last week and they said they valued how I always think outside the box, even though there may not be a way to use it within the legal arm. When I tell them my opinion and what I want to accomplish, they then put their heads together and strategize on how they could use it strategically for the legal process to help their client. So it never hurts. And this is for the family and the friends and the people who really 
really do care and don't just say they care about the damage that these lying informants and those who host them is doing, you know, what they're doing. I'm talking to the people who really care about that. Even if you think your idea is crazy, even if you think it may not, uh, you maybe can't do nothing, it never hurts to voice it. Bring it to the attention of your defense team. You have great lawyers out there. They could come up with things. They could strategize. Don't ever hold it in. If you hear something that sounds off, it can't hurt to send a five-minute email to bring it to their attention. Or to send a transcript to your loved one or your friend or somebody you know that says, hey, this guy said this. Is there anything you want to do? You know, Do you want to counteract it? Do you want to put me in touch with your defense team? And that's been my strategy with different defendants. I, email, I, I send a letter to the defendants that's incarcerated based on a lot of these lying informants on here. And I tell them, if you have anything to say, here's my information. I understand if you don't want to talk directly, uh, put me in touch with your family and we'll go from there. And that's how things are playing out on a lot of fronts. And when I wanted to talk about integrity, again, people will try to twist it and act like I'm this oracle of integrity. No, I practice integrity to myself. I'm not claiming to be somebody who's the uh, houses the most um, the most powerful beliefs, and he and he and he's really top tier as far as practicing. <clears throat> what he preaches. I'm sure sometimes I make a mistake and I'm not trying to be an authority on it. This is my podcast. I'm giving my opinion and that's all it is. It's my opinion. It's not better than anybody else and it's not worse than anybody else. It's my opinion. It's how I define things. I define my integrity by my actions. And you know how I know if I slipped up on my integrity and my beliefs? If I get a sick feeling in my stomach. My gut is the ultimate protector of my integrity. My gut will tell me, hey, Dom, you shouldn't have did that. Dom, you screwed up. That's not what you believe. Make sure you fix it. That's what I go by. I don't go by the approval of others for others to say, well, he did this and that doesn't, that clashes with this. I don't care what people say. That's irrelevant to me. It's my gut. That's what I go by. It's what I feel inside. And that's what I live by. And that's why I have the family I have and the, and the friends I have and the core structure I have because we're all very like-minded on key important things. Of course we disagree on so many things. Of course. That's what a friendship is. I have a lot of friends will disagree on issues. We're not robots. We have arguments, but the core values, the core beliefs, that never sways. That never changes. And actions always follow through what we believe. Always. And for me, that's, that's my definition of integrity. And, and it's odd to even say that because, again, one would think it's universal, but it's not. It's not. And I know it's not because people are screaming integrity, but their actions do not coincide with their words. And for me, it's all about actions, folks. My whole life, my whole life, it's, it's about what you do. You know, my, my wife told her friend once, and it, and it stuck in my head. She said, I never doubt what my husband tells me because everything he's told me since we've been dated, he made happen. The, and that always stuck in my head. That made me feel good because I like for my family to know that, that if I tell them something, it's going to be. If I shake somebody's hand and I tell them this is what's going to happen and I, and, I, and I make sure it happens, I take pride in that. It may not mean much to other people, but I take pride in that. When I started my business, I was uh, 20 years old, and I was doing payroll. 
And uh, people didn't want to give me their payroll. They were like, look at this kid, young Italian kid. What the hell does he know? I had to do contracts without contracts. I would tell them right out, we won't sign anything. Give me a month to do your payroll. If I don't do it better than your current service, you could leave, no harm, no foul. You're not tied into anything. Shook their hand, and I executed everything I promised. That's how I built my rapport. That's how I built my reputation. And then 15 years later, I merged with a very large organization based on what I built, based on my reputation, based on what I solidified. And it was funny because on the merger, you know, when you do a merger, a lot of it's more corporate and they want every I dotted and every T crossed. And a lot of my clients were like, Dominic, you would just shake my hand and we would do it. And I, you know, and I had to rework things and explain I understand, but that was when I, when I was running things. It's a little different now when you merge, you know, but I still kept that relationship, but they weren't used to that because they knew if I told them something, they didn't need a piece of paper to back it up. If I was able to do something, I told them. And if I wasn't, I was honest with them, said I can't do it, but I'll figure it out. I never bullshitted anybody. If I didn't know something, I'd say, listen, give me a little time, I'll figure it out. I don't know how to do it now, but I'll figure it out. And that's how I would operate. And to me, it all bleeds into each other. If I say I don't believe in something, I got to make sure my actions align with that. How many people say, oh, if I, you know, if I, uh, fight with my friend, I'll never talk about them bad, I'll just move on. And then you hear them the next day bashing them, allowing people to bash them, allowing people to threaten them. Means nothing. Words mean nothing. It's all about actions. I would never have somebody who comes on my show to threaten somebody or bash somebody that I'm friends with. I couldn't look myself in the mirror. Or that I was friends with, I couldn't look myself in the mirror. And it has nothing to do with the friend. It has nothing to do with the friend. It has to do with who I am as a person. I couldn't do that. It's not who I am. We're all different, and I see that. I see that with open eyes. Boy, are we all different. Man, was I raised so differently, and the things that were instilled in me. I was always taught, you have to define your actions. You have to define them. Your words may mean one thing, but define those actions. Make sure those actions support whatever you're saying. And that's why I don't say much on certain things because words don't mean anything. They really don't. I could come on here and tell everybody what they want to hear. That's great. But if I don't follow through or my behavior doesn't coincide with that, what really do those words represent? There is useless... They disappear as quickly as they leave my lips. They're useless. They're baseless. When my actions don't support my words, they don't mean anything. And again, the only meter I have for that is my own self, my own gut check. That'll tell me, oh, why'd you do that? That doesn't kind of coincide. And then maybe I'll reevaluate things. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, maybe sometimes I'll slip up and be like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that because it kind of contradicts. And I'll readjust it. And I couldn't give a crap about the optics of it. It's for myself. I readjust things to stay true to myself so I could sleep at night, so I could look in the mirror, so I could be proud of my last name, be proud of who I am. That's why I do certain things. So when I pass my last name off to my kids, it's something to be proud of. It's something to hold dear. And when I say proud, I don't give a shit about how people look at it proud. Proud for me, my family, my friends, those around me. I have a very big, very wide circle in life, 
not friend circle, very wide circle in the people I deal with, from business to friends to uh, people I grew up with, and all different walks of life, professionals, people that maybe aren't so professional, (laughs) but all different walks of life. And I have a phenomenal rapport with every one of them, and they they all know what I'm all about. Whether they like it or don't like it, they know what I'm all about. What you see is what they what you get. I have people tell me you're too blunt, you're this, and I say, yeah, I don't disagree. I'm sure I am, but that's that's how I go, how it goes. That's who I am. But I'll tell you one thing: if I'm your friend, I'm a pretty good friend. Okay, to those who deserve it, to those who deserve it. Friendships are a two-way street. Friendships, uh, you don't get respect just because you want it. You get respect when you give it and when you earn it. And when I don't get it from somebody, they're not my friend. I know instantly not my friend. If somebody figuratively slaps me in my face, that's not my friend and they never were my friend. And we were never building a friendship. That's how I look at things. That's how I interpret things and it's not that important to me. These are all new friendships. It's not that important to me. When I build certain things with certain people, some are going to last, I hope, uh, and some may not last. Who knows? But it's not something that that's that detrimental to me. And there's things I just won't agree with and I want no part of. And it's very easy for me, folks. All I do is the second things aren't the way I want, I unsubscribe. The other night, somebody sent me a clip. I don't watch a lot of shows. Somebody sent me a clip of something I wasn't too crazy about. Somebody was saying something on a show I wasn't too crazy about uh, because it could jam people up. It was a complete, utter falsity. Never happened. And everybody was okay with that, but not me. Not me. I made sure I addressed it directly and that ended that. I don't go on about it. Not going to do shows about it. Not going to play the clip and, and uh, dissect it. I said what I had to say. I got the person's attention, I reached out, we had a discussion, person retracted it, end the story. As far as I'm concerned, end the story. And I make it clear to everybody, I'm not here to, to, to put my business out on YouTube. If I got a problem with somebody, I try to deal with it directly. If they got a problem with me, I ask them one request, do it the same way. Forget about the, the uh, highlight reel on YouTube. All of my information's out there. Make a phone call, make a visit. Vent whatever you got to vent. Say whatever you got to say. The spectacle, the show, the, the I can't relate to that. Those aren't the type of individuals I grew up with. Those aren't the men I had, you know, around me growing up and what I see and what I wanted to emulate as I was getting older. So I can't relate to that on any level. People are impressed by it. People love it. They're impressed. They're, they're taken back. Oh, this was... To me, that's nothing. That's nonsense. That's a show. That's a show. All that stuff's a big show. It means nothing. It means nothing. At the beginning, I was getting threats and emails and this and that. My answer was always the same. Always the same. That's great. I wouldn't fight. I wouldn't talk tough. I wouldn't try to impress anybody. You know what my answer was? Okay. I could see you frustrated about it. If I were you, I would come to my office and vent those frustrations in person. That's all. Very simple. Vent them in person. You're that worked up. Vent them in person. I'm inviting you six days a week. You don't even got to schedule anything. Somebody will be in my office. If I'm not there, I'll come right back. So it's it's not a problem. 
That's that's when you know show from reality. If somebody's serious or somebody's just, you know, being brave on YouTube, being brave in email, being brave in text, however it may be. That's the difference, folks. I'm not here for that circus. I'm not here for a circus. I'm, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm here to do things a certain way, to proceed a certain way, to engage with people that I believe are quality people. And I, and I believe stand by their beliefs and don't just say their beliefs. Oh, I don't like informants. And then two seconds later, you see them comment and all throughout informant shows, complimenting hosts who host informants. To me, to my circle, to the people around me, when I bring those things up, they're on the same page as I am. So I know I'm not thinking out of whack. I know my, my uh, morals and my way of being is in check as far as who I am as a person. Now, people may not agree with it. I'm not saying my way is the right way. I'm just saying if I claim to believe certain things, if I'm telling you I'm against inf lying informants, I'm against those who platform them, and then you see me interacting with this person, hosting this person, propping this person, being buddies with this person, wouldn't you say, hey, Dominic, you're full of shit? I would. I would think I'm full of shit. Those are the facts. Those are the facts. And I'm not going to change who I am. Prime example. Female, as I brought up earlier, I had a few females saying not so nice things about me on my behalf. There's nothing I could do about it, folks. I'm handcuffed. I'm handcuffed. I'm not going to do like these other guys who say, oh, I, you never talk to a woman like that. And then you see them cursing out mothers in chats, calling women pigs, doing show after show, saying they're going to... I don't even want to repeat it, but saying they're going to do certain things to certain uh, females. See, I don't play that game. My actions align with my words. If I tell you I'm not going to engage and bash a female, I'm not. I, I had a female come on my page. She's not a fan of mine, but I tried to engage with her. I talked pleasant to her. She was talking nasty to me, aggressive to me. And I, and I told her right out, if it goes this way, I have to disengage because you're handcuffing me. I can't answer you like the way I would answer a male. I wasn't brought up that way, so I'm being handcuffed. I got to just shut up. Do I care what the optics are? Do I care if somebody thinks, oh, look how he uh, he cowered to a girl? <laughs> I couldn't care. Okay. I, I cowered to a girl by being respectful. Okay. Fine. I can live with that. I wasn't brought up that way, folks. I have a lot of women in my life. Trust me, they would love to jump ahead of the line of me and answer a lot of these people. And I, and I had to hold a lot back. I had to hold a lot back because I don't operate that way and I won't let my family operate that way. We're not going to have these uh, YouTube nonsense reflect on my name and reflect on who we are, reflect on our name. And they're, and they're on the same page with me. But, you know, as anybody knows, you have women in your life. They get very defensive. They want to jump right in and mix it up. So that's why I broke chops and I had Emily say a few words. <laughs> Emily got really pissed off. I had to calm her down. Forget it. She was doing shot of Jack Daniels. She was all fired up, Emily. I had a comment down. <laughs> but to me, that's how I proceed, folks. That's how I proceed. People could come on here. They could bash me. They can make innuendos. They could say, it means nothing to me because you know why? I see their character. I see who they're okay with. I see how they're ac acceptable of informants, how they let informants engage how they have hosts of informants on the show. So that's fine by me. I say it all the time. That tells me I'm right where I need to be. Anybody who's okay with all of that stuff, 
They should not be okay with me. They shouldn't like me. They shouldn't like my ways. They shouldn't like what I stand for because all that's acceptable. Allowing people time after time to put these lying informants up and lie about family and lie about individuals and tell stories about family members and tell stories about defendants, why somebody's in jail doing the rest of their life. And they're like, oh, I'm just a host to have them up here. Yeah, you're enabling them. You're allowing them to do these things. So I look at you the same way. It's not about just if the informant you had on impacted my family. That's irrelevant. No, they impacted somebody's family, and I'm against that, and I'm going to stand by that. And maybe I'm out of whack, folks. Maybe everybody's going to leave me comments saying, Dom, you're ridiculous, you're a moron, you're stupid. Again, folks, I don't care. I just don't care. I'm always going to be true to who I am. I know no other way. And if I do something that's out of line with who I am, that's a personal thing. I have to gut check myself, reevaluate it, and see what I may have done. Maybe unconsciously, maybe not realizing. I'm sure that's happened throughout my life. There's been many things as I was growing up, my old man would bring my attention, hey, that's not how we do things, and I had to readjust, and that's not how I raised you, and I had to readjust. I was a wild kid in a lot of ways. My friends could tell you some <laughs> some crazy stories. I'll tell you what, if I was on here 20 years ago, it'd be a different ball game. <laughs> you know, you, you grow, you adapt, you learn what's important, you learn how you want to conduct yourself. You learn the true meaning of being a solid person, a solid individual, and being a man, and what a man means to you, and what a man represents. And the way I define integrity, that's a big part of what a man represents. Somebody who follows through with their actions, not just their words, not just says, oh, I'm against informants, but then they're in their chats, and they're gloating with them, and they're praising them, and they're telling stories with them, and they're correcting stories, and they're engaging. That tells me everything they're saying is not accurate. They don't feel as strongly about it as they make. And that's just how I view it, folks. That's just how I view it. We're all different. We're all different. So for the female who wants to say I have yes men around me and groupies, I do not. I do not. Not the case. Hence why I only have a select, select group of, of, uh, of friends. Because I don't allow that around me. And, uh, you know, that, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. And I'm going to be handcuffed in a lot of ways, uh, you know, as time goes by. There's going to be people, you know, informants go on, threaten me, bash me, handcuffed, can't do nothing, can't say nothing. They're an informant. I say one little thing that gets twisted or gets manipulated, I'm going to be the one who has the problem, not them. And that's exactly what they want. And I know that's what they want. So I'm one step ahead of that nonsense. So I do my own way, my own way of responding. And that's a lot of things I work on what we push back and a lot of things I'm working on what we push back. I don't forget things. I don't forget comments. I don't forget. I just handle it differently. I regroup. I strategize. And I formulate the response I want to formulate that could make the biggest point that I want to make. That's how I do things. A lot of these informant enablers and hosts, they're making their comments, they're making their little digs. Okay, all right. Well, you're part of the line informant squad, so do not get taken back when my response does come and, and you're involved in that response. And I'm showing a prime example of how you're al- allowing these lying informants to continue to attack families, to continue 
to goat people, to continue to lie about defendants who are doing time. So, I'll always respond. Sometimes it takes time, but I'm always going to respond in my own way. That's going to that's gonna do the, as much exposure and make my point as strong as I could possibly make it. It's always going to happen. I'm a very patient man. I never was, but with certain things, I'm very, very patient. And it's hard. Trust me, it's hard. Because I like to do things spur of the moment. I like to get things done yesterday. But I recognize you have to be patient. And it's practice. You know, I don't consider myself a stoic. I consider myself a trying to, to achieve that. Trying to practice stoicism on a daily level because it's very, very hard. And I don't meet all of the guidelines of it, but I look up to it and I, I, I respect it. I respect a lot of things about it and I try to do my best to align with because it is a smart way of doing things. Some of the things are very hard though. You know, they don't believe in getting quote unquote revenge. I believe in revenge in certain ways. In my own way, I believe in revenge. I do. Whether it's right or wrong, I just do. So that's, that's, you know, there's a lot of things that I'll never be able to achieve to really be considered, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a perfect stoic. There's a lot of things I just, it'll never happen. But I try to practice as much as I can because the philosophy is, is, a, is a great one. It really is. If you can master it, it really helps for peace of mind and really helps for uh, your own well-being. It really is. But that's what I do in life. You know, I take pieces of all things that relate to me, all things that I'm drawn to, and I try to incorporate them. So there's all different pieces of, uh, of philosophies and, and ways of conducting yourself that I try to use and almost create my own, define myself. Use all of those things to define who I am. And some people like it, some people don't. But the important people in my life, they like it. And that's all I care about. That's all I care about. So I wanted to just kind of talk about that a little bit, talk about integrity again. For those who look to knock everything I do, they'll try to say I'm using this to act as if I am such a, a person with high integrity. Not what I'm saying at all. Don't twist it as you always try to do. I'm just giving my point of view on it and how I define it and what I, I feel I need to do to stay true to it. So if I tell you that I feel integrity is your actions uh, matching your words, I try to live by that. I'm sure a lot of people are going to have their remarks again, and I'm sure I'll be handcuffed again because a lot of those people are going to be females, and it is what it is. I'm, I'm not going to respond. Uh, I'm just not going to engage. I'm not here to get into fights. I'm here to talk uh, with this new little chat session I'm doing on the channel. I'm here to chat a little bit, and once I put together a few of the uh, projects I'm working on, uh, I'll put out the material based on criminal justice, based on lying informants. But some of those things are on the back burner for... Uh, strategic reasons and when the window opens where I could revisit them and, and um, give them the exposure they need I'm going to do that so until then I'll probably do a few chat episodes folks as things pop in my head and integrity really popped in my head because all I see is actions that don't line up with the words you know, people, oh, I'll never talk nasty to female. I don't agree with that. And then the second the female says something to them, that's it. Every word in the book. You're a pig. You're a this. You're a that. So funny. So funny. People that did 
show after show saying the most god-awful, vile things about women, about family. And then you flash forward a few months later and everything's fine. That, I can't relate to that on on any level, folks. I said this in my last episode. Sometimes when somebody crosses a line, there is no going back. For me, there is no going back. There's certain things that I said that if somebody said those things, I would just have to wait to see them in person. That's all I'm going to say. But there would be no no going back. I can't relate to that on any level at all. Other people think I'm crazy. Other people think I'm immature for thinking that way. I, I look at it completely opposite. I don't think it's immature at all. I think it's just sticking to what you believe. When you say something's crossing the line, sticking to that and saying, hey, this person crossed the line. I'll never engage with them again, but everyone's different. YouTube's the world of, uh, so I saw somebody made a comment. They said it was bizarro world, (laughs) and it is. It's bizarro world. It really is in a lot of ways, and that's why I just do my own thing, and those who follow me and support me, I'm always grateful for. Uh, The shows I enjoy, the shows I enjoy. I try to go on shows uh, or interact on shows, I should say, with people who fall more in line with what I do. Uh, as far as how they conduct themselves and uh, practice their beliefs. Where if they tell me they're against lying informants, they're not in their chats, they're not supporting the host, that's what I try to gravitate towards in a certain genre. In other genres, it has nothing to do with this nonsense. Uh, I was in a psychology chat last night. We were just talking about liars. It's actually phenomenal, a phenomenal... Uh, <coughs> excuse me. It was a phenomenal podcast. I posted on my community tab... Uh, they were going. They were talking about the habitual liars, and it all. <laughs> you see a lot of similarities about what goes on on YouTube, and even with these lying informants. Uh, this doctor of psychology is really phenomenal. I like her style. I like the way she does things. But I was interacting in that, just asking questions, you know, engaging on that level. This genre is a little different. I have to be a little more hyper focused because, again, there's a lot of people that go completely against what. Uh, completely practice what I'm against. So I have to be hypervigilant of that because I don't want to engage with individuals that I knowingly, I am aware, are lying informants or are friends with lying informants or host lying informants. So I have to be a little more vigil. And that's why I pulled the reins back months and months ago uh, from certain shows because I seen the engagement with these lying informants. And again, wasn't for me, not something I stand for, not something I... Uh, uh, could co-sign in any way. I would feel like I failed a lot of the people that I've been speaking to. A lot of these family members have been calling me that were impacted by lying informants that I don't even know, never even heard of, uh, no impact on me, but I would feel like I'm almost betraying them by engaging these hosts who put them on. There was a few shows done with a few of these popular informants and the host put them on. They said not so nice things about certain people. And the family was not happy with that. Now, how would I look if I'm hosting with them, hanging out with them, piling around with them? What would that say about me? That's how I look at it. And a lot of people disagree. And again, I don't care who disagrees. I don't care. You're not that important to me. You're, irre- you're irrelevant in my world. You're irrelevant in my world. On every level. That's how I see it. In all of my circles, you're completely irrelevant. Your opinion's irrelevant. It, it doesn't mean anything. From where I come from, the way I believe, how I'm explaining things, everybody could relate to it. Everybody that I'm around and people in my circle and people in my family, my friends, 
They all can relate to it. I'm not talking anything that doesn't make sense. It's second nature to us. It's just second nature to us. It's not even something that requires a discussion. And it all goes back to who your family is, who you're around, how you grew up, who could relate to you. And that's that's my only advice uh, as far as for those I care about. I always just tell them, make sure your actions, your words support your actions and vice versa. Make sure your actions support your words. So whatever you're preaching, whatever you're saying you believe in, just make sure that your actions support that because if they don't, your words are useless. And your word is very important in life. I feel it's very important. If, you, if I tell somebody something, I, I take that very seriously, folks. I really do. If I tell you this person's no good, I'm not going to tell you 10 minutes later, no, he's good again. I stand by it. And to harp on my point earlier, it's not always easy. And that's the true test of integrity. Integrity is not easy. It's easy to say. It's easy to preach. Oh, I don't believe in this. But it's not easy to follow through with it. And when it comes time to follow through on your words, a lot of people fold. And it shows it's not what they believed in in the first place. I don't say they have lack of integrity. I just say they're showing who they really are. That's what they believed from day one. What they were claiming to believe was just a false facade. Wasn't true. For whatever the reason, they were saying they believed in something which they really didn't. That's how I view it. Whether I'm right or wrong, I don't know, but th that's my observation of it, and that's how I view it. I just feel, okay, that's not who they were. That's not everything they claim they believed in. They just don't believe in. Nothing wrong in that. Different strokes, different folks. Just not individuals that I want anything to do with. And I'm sure they want nothing to do with me. Don't get it twisted. I don't feel so superior about myself where I'm like, oh, I want nothing to do with them, but they want to do... I'm sure the feeling's mutual, and I'm just fine with that. That's how I like it. I want nothing to do with them. They want nothing to do with me. That's exactly how I like it. Rant over for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, leave a comment. If you didn't, leave a comment. Uh, either way, thank you for taking the time to listen. Till next time. You've been listening to the Justice Tech Pros podcast with Dominic Crea, one of the most unique podcasts on the internet, discussing the obstacles the defense team faces when trying a case, what goes on behind the scenes during pretrial and motion phase, holding defense attorneys accountable, making sure they're fighting for their clients, the difference between textbook law and how things truly play out in a courtroom, and everything in between. And everything in between. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show and we'll be back soon until then find us on twitter facebook and instagram at justice tech pros to email the show with questions and comments it's podcast at justice tech pros.com till next time this is justice tech pros podcast and dominic crea signing off